Scott, you know how we pride ourselves on giving really good feedback to each other? It, it's built into who we are. It's part of how we work. Can I okay, give yeah. you one of my pet peeves? Is this feedback for me because I'm not ready to receive it? <laughs> no, it's not for you. And fuck off. So, so today I had to go up to to somebody that I that I work with. We were just being matter. I, I was being matter of fact, and I was like, "Hey, here's the deal. You could have done better." And that person then comes up to me and goes, "That was really mean." Well, were you mean? And I I go, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you ask how you feel, was it valid?" And they were like. Well, yeah. And I go, okay, then I don't care. It is okay to be angry, potentially with yourself or frustrated when you fuck up and you get called on it. But just own it, right? Like if you did something wrong, just be like, okay, cool. I fucked up. I'll do better next time. You know what? I think you're absolutely right, Willie. But if you want to continue this therapy session, I'm going to have to start charging you. How much? How much does it cost? Just five cents, and I'm going to hold this football here for you to kick it. Only five cents? But is this predicated on the, me hitting the kick? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to hold this football right here, and you just line up right over there, and... Okay, okay. I mean, you just it. come and kick it, okay? All okay, right, just, right, ready? Just head on over. Run on over. This time I'm going to kick that football clear to the moon! <laughs> you son of a bitch! to the front podcast of the internet i'm your boy scooter and this is your other man child willie some people call me penis only my father wait a minute i was listening to another another pod another cast if you will today and there was a really interesting conversation on father-son relations if you know what i mean what uh, no i don't know what you mean you need to elaborate on this a little bit more Let's just say somebody was in a situation where they would literally be having relations with their dad. Unbeknownst to them, it was, it was somebody else's wish that they and their dad would be doing a stand-up 69. You can't, that's all I'm going to say. You guys that's cannot see my say. face right now, but my jaw <laughs> is on the ground. What is wrong with people? I mean, I, I'm sorry, let me clarify that. What's wrong with Kentucky? Well, Mitch McConnell, number one, but that's not what we're talking about today <laughs> yet. All right, let's kick off the show. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about real wishes. So this week, on Next Fucking Level, there was this post that said almost 5,000 people queued for, for hours in the rain at a swabbing event in Worcester? 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 Like, yeah. Sure. Worcester tires to get tested to see if they were a match to help save the life of a five-year-old boy fighting a rare cancer after parents asked for help. How fucking awesome is that? Wait a minute, wait a minute. 5,000 people? Almost 5,000 people. So just like 4,987. I'm making that number up. up. Okay. Good for us. Not necessarily good for the kid, but you know. Did they find a match for him? That's, it's a really good question. I want to hope that they did, right? In in my brain, yeah, in my brain, I really hope they did. And like, just reading the comments, it says, "Look at the kid's smile, even in the hospital. How could how couldn't you want to help him? These people are awesome, and I hope they found a match." Now, in this photo, and and I'll link it if you're if you're watching on an app that allows you to see images, you're gonna see this image bright and bold. But I'm not sharing it with you, Scott. You want me to share it with you? No, I've seen the picture. Oh, okay, okay. 
in there, the one of the top comments says, fun fact, the uh, black man in the blue jacket is the lead singer of the band Death Grips. I don't I know what that band is. I that band. But just think about it. Just think about all these people coming out. It, it doesn't matter if you're uh, a celebrity. It doesn't matter if you're just a, a, a person that lives down the street. You're coming out to help somebody. Have you ever gone out of your way to do something like this? No. It's the short answer. And thankfully, is the is the long answer because I don't think I've ever been around anybody in a situation that was in you know that dire. I know of people like donating their kidneys for people or donating blood for certain things. I do you donate blood? I don't. I I really don't. I really want to, and it's it's sad that some of my fears get in the way. So like fear of getting shots, pretty much just that. You're an anti-vaxer. No, no, no. I'm totally fine being vaccinated. If they could just, like, slap me in the face the moment they jab it in my ass, then I think I'd be be fine. That describes uh, a lot of your previous relationships, I suppose. That that father-son duo we were just talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But back to what I was uh, stammering about before. The 5,000 people are rounded up to 5,000 people that showed up is a great story, but an even better story would be if they found a match, don't you think? Like, <laughs> 5,000 people showed up, and they saved this kid's life. No, so it's I'm like, hey, afraid- as the story goes, hey guys, it's like, it's really great. Thank you guys so much for everybody coming out. This this is such a cool moment. He, he Billy died. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. I, that would be a terrible story. Okay, so. I, I, read, I read a bit further down. And the one of the top comments here said, "Any updates? It, it's been a year and a half since it, since this event. It's so weird how TikTok works, right? Like somebody finds this amazing story, and then as you finally read, you're like, okay, this was posted in the 24th of June, 2019. TikTok. Did I, I mean, say TikTok? Yes. Well, Freudian you flip. Said TikTok. <laughs> you know it's on my brain. Today's podcast is brought to you by Oracle and Walmart. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if you didn't hear about that, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm assuming if people aren't saying anything... He died. Oh, he's been he cancer-free lived? for six months. Hell yes. What's Hell his name, yeah. Billy? Oh, uh, what's the actual kid's name? So many kids. I don't know. The story's not You're about an investigative the boy. Journalist. Scott, the story's through, not about Billy. the boy. It's about the 5,000 people. It's about the 5,000 people that showed up for the boy, not the boy actually dying. Let's get His name is Oscar. Aww. Oscar Saxelby Lee from Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Okay, the middle name makes sense now that you now that you mentioned that place where he's from. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that he had some intervention and was able to get better. So good on you, Oscar. We we're here for you. If you're listening to the show, Oscar, guess what? This episode is for you, dedicated buddy. Dedicated to you. I've got a I've got a little weird story to start out my side of the things. I'm concerned with what you consider weird. <laughs> true. Now. Very true. That's a valid point. <laughs> I mean, you've known me for a while, the listeners haven't, but as you will get to know me, you're going to find out things everything's weird to me. All right, buckle but, your well, dicks and grab you your tits. Let's do this. <laughs> this week on R slash Ask Reddit, what if God came down one day and said it's pronounced Jod, and then just left. How would I'm you feel? Sorry. All I know what? is that the guy who made uh, made the graphical interface would like have an instant boner. Insta boner. That has always been an argument that I don't understand. Do you think that people are allowed to just make up words and their pronunciations? 
even if you know yes. that they don't I mean, follow that's, language. That's every single word. Every single word is made up. <laughs> okay, fair. You know, we talked we talked about the word bear in a similar way. So I guess my question, because I'm gonna I'm gonna put this right back on you for a second, Scott. If you come up with a word and you say this needs to be pronounced hippopotamus, and everybody in the world says no, it's hippopotamus, you fucking idiot. But everybody <laughs> says it. Do you kind of just have to admit defeat? Eventually, the the person who made that word's gonna die, right? And then, like, mm-hmm. the people will just carry on. The tradition, the you know, the origin story could change over time. You know, we don't know. So I say, call it whatever you want, but it's GIF. God damn it! It's GIF. God damn it! <laughs> I, I think this falls into like a really interesting camp of people that uh, have toilet paper over or under. Over. Over. Always taking the over. People that ha- at work, whoever puts the I, toilet paper in, puts it under. Not at my and, work. We have we have two roles, and uh, we have one going both ways to, you know, unite world peace. And have you ever taken the scientific method to be like, hey, on this day at this time, it's always this much lower for this one? Yeah, there's a lot of under motherfuckers out there that I'd like to meet in a dark alley. <laughs> <laughs> Call him daddy. What what are some other controversial topics that people tend to go a little too far on? Oh, that's a really, you know, I remember back in the day when I had a work meeting and our icebreaker was to go around the room and people tell their pet peeves. The toilet paper thing was definitely one of them. Mine was mine wasn't really, I guess, Mine, mine was like, I hate people who don't use their turn signals. So, like, it wasn't anything trivial. It was like, oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't break the law. <laughs> hey, I don't want to die, potentially, because you're an idiot. Uh, yeah. Can I tell you, there, there's two things. Pronouncing letters in words that don't exist. Example? Across. <laughs> there's not a T in across. It's a, so- it's a soft S. Across. Across. Where do you get accost? I'm going to accost the fuck out of you if you pronounce it with a T. <laughs> That's valid. That's just the wrong word. They're just they're just not using it. Of course, it goes back to what you were saying before. Like, if enough people eventually just start saying accost, then who are we to argue? I will come at them with, with a, a dull hammer. And? I'll just show them my hammer. Look at how much I've used it. It's dull. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened this week? Okay, do you want do you want like a big piece of news or just something fun to talk about? Well, I have a big piece of news ready to ram it right up the middle, so I mean, let's let's just follow yours. All right, so big piece of news. This for us, for Scott and I recording this on a Monday evening. This is brand new fresh news for us. But today, breaking news. Xbox, which by the time by the time this episode goes up, Xbox pre-orders will be live. So the first thing before I say this, PlayStation had their pre-orders. Everybody saw the price, $399 for the PS5 or $495, $499 for the one with the uh, with the disc, disc. drive. That big old and drive. It, they royally fucked up. They weren't they were woefully under prepared for how many people wanted it. Back orders are crazy. People are selling the thing for thousands of dollars. They went out with a tweet and they're like, Yeah, we should have been we should have been better. We get it. So today. On the eve of Xbox allowing their pre-orders to go live, they announced that they just bought Bethesda or Bethesda's parent company, which I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name. Do you remember the name? It doesn't matter the name. It's huge news. ZeniMax Media. It's for 7.5 
billion dollars. So if you don't know who Bethesda is, Bethesda owns some small little titles like Dishonored and Wolfenstein and A Prey and The Evil Within and Starfield. But then they also own Doom, Fallout, and Elder Scrolls, you know, like Skyrim. Yeah. Speaking of Insta boners, when I read this story earlier today, I was like, OMG, think of the implication. Yeah. What do you think this means? Because it's big for gaming. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, this is good. This is this is nice. This is really cool for somebody who plays on Xbox, right? I got more excited about it as as gaming fans from the I guess the Sony camp, if you would. Yeah. We're like, okay, Sony, you need to you need to react. You need to buy Konami or you need to buy you know, just like buy all these other companies to to try and compete. Like they felt like they were being cheated because Microsoft in theory, could make those console exclusives for the Xbox. Can mm-hmm. you imagine not being able to play Skyrim 6 on your PlayStation? People, I think, would lose it. Fallout, I know that the latest release wasn't everybody's favorite, but still, it's still a huge franchise. It it m- makes me think about like what Microsoft's biggest pain point was leading up to these new consoles. Xbox has always competed in terms of quality and performance with PlayStation, but the reason more people arguably go with the the or went with the PS4 was because of their individual titles or because of their like exclusives. Right, which I hate. I absolutely hate that. And for Xbox to potentially there's there's no, you know, guarantee that they're going to do it. It just makes me feel a little bit better about my purchase. Are you buying an Xbox? 100%. Not right away. I mean, unless unless they started announcing like, oh yeah, just kidding, Halo's back. Then I would get it. But I'm going to wait. There is a new Halo coming out. Yeah, 2021. So that's when oh. I'll get my new Xbox. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, I am not in a rush to buy this new one because I'm going to buy NVIDIA's 1080 or 3080 and put it in my PC. You know what I found out about that? Yeah? So NVIDIA makes that 3080 GPU, right? That's what it mm-hmm. is, the GPU. That's what everybody was going crazy and gaga over this past week. So it turns out that if you buy it directly from NVIDIA, you buy something called the Founders Edition, where they make the their silicon, they make their, you know, PB something and J, you know, all these all these acronyms that I have no idea what they mean because I don't play on PC. But NVIDIA also sells like just that chip two third-party places for them to manufacture the rest of the board. So it's possible Uh-oh. that you could get something while still manufactured to the specs that NVIDIA laid out is not 100% NVIDIA top to bottom. Strange, huh? That is really strange. I don't understand how like the, the PC part manufacturing industry works, even though we're adjacent to it. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the the only thing I can liken it to is like, when I worked for uh, a major corporation in downtown Minneapolis, I was on a team with somebody who used to work for Ford. And they said, if you think that Ford cars are all built and designed in-house, you're crazy. All of those parts are basically designed by Ford and then manufactured somewhere else, shipped to these plants, and then put together. It's kind of wild to think about. Do you think somebody gets like an old school, like, a Sky Mall magazine of car parts and is like, I really like page five 4D. Let's buy that. Probably. 
probably Let's buy 12 and they, million know, of those i want i want this uh side view mirror that was produced in arizona and not the one that was produced in oaxaca you know What's wrong with oaxaca their happen. cheese is fantastic it's amazing i love it shout out to oaxaca can you can you have that type of cheese no 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 that would definitely kill me but it was delicious <laughs> back in the day for me if, uh, if i can scott, only have swiss cheese now what we're finding out is that if if scott was ever put in a precarious situation where maybe maybe that dad comes around and he's like no no no, no not today satan <laughs> and he was like uh i need to go out and i need to go out with a bang you know that you get to go out on such an epic level because you just get to eat whatever the fuck you want slowly pass I will, out and not have to deal with it <laughs> i will explode from so much food so much delicious food and not remember a single goddamn thing hey listeners have you ever seen a man eat everything on the cheesecake factory menu that thing's 42 pages and he's gonna do it all uh okay so i wanna yeah hit hit me with hit me with uh hit, hit you with my ramrod all right uh, i'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit did you say to, ramrod uh, yeah we're team ramrod right just say it we're team ramrod team ramrod thank you this is a this is a this is weird going into what you're about to tell me terrible transition because uh i want to take a moment to honor the ultimate legacy that is ginsburg ruth bader ginsburg who mm. unfortunately i'm going to use that that terrible word unfortunately passed away this week willie i had a small inkling because i i pay very little attention to the supreme court i had a small inkling of what she meant to i guess the united states as a whole but i did not have a clue when it came to what she did for for women in the united states specifically now have you done some research in the last couple of days i didn't have to do any research because everything i read was basically all the wonderful things that she did for our country and for for women there was a lot of people who were like, if you've ever, you know, voted, if you've ever owned property, uh, you know, and you're a woman, you have to, you have her to thank. Really? Hold on. So I, I just need to, I'm going to throw this out there for, for those listeners who are like, I don't, I don't really know what her impact has been. I, I will be that, I will be the person to ask the explain like I'm five question. I, I know that she's influential. I know that she is what, is she the only female on uh the supreme court at the moment she is not okay this is how far behind i am i'm sending you the link to the article right now this was in our Thank news you. by the way sorry okay so so check this out scott sent sent me a link it's from north county public radio and i'm just gonna read a quick paragraph is that okay scott go for it i'm looking up the current makeup of the supreme court for you thank you it says she changed the way the world is for american women for more than a decade until her first judicial appointment in 1980, she led the fight in the courts for gender equality. When she began her legal crusade, women were treated by law differently from men. Hundreds of states and federal laws restricted what women could do, barring them from jobs, rights, and even from jury service. By the time she donned judicial robes, however, Ginsburg had worked a revolution. I mean, that's a really telling story about what her impact is and why there's such an outpouring of respect for her right now. Yeah, I mean, you can just write those words about anybody, but they don't hold the meaning if it's not true, right? You know, rewind a couple seconds here, Willie. 
now with her passing, there are still two female justices on the on the panel. One of um, one of her famous quotes, she was asked a question by a reporter saying, like, when is it when is it going to be enough women on on the Supreme Court? Like, when when do you think you'll you'll feel good with the number of women on the Supreme Court? And she said, when there are nine. So there's only nine spots. Right. And her follow up was, you know, there's there's been nine men on there and nobody said anything. So what would be wrong with nine women? And I think the answer and there shouldn't even be an argument here is I think that's the right response. I, I think that is great inspiration. You know, have you ever seen there's a, a Comedy Central bit where this guy goes to political rallies and interviews like far leaning people in those rallies and tries to get funny comments out of them? Have you ever seen this? I think I have. But tell me more. I don't I don't know his name, unfortunately. So he was this is in 2015 at like a Trump rally. So this is years ago. And. They were trying to make a point that you should never have a woman in office. There's this woman said you like a woman could never be in office because they could get hormonal and start a war. That's aggressive. Well, maybe president. The presidency is a man's job. I have women are qualified to be president. No, a female has more hormones. She could start a war in 10 seconds if she has hot flashes, whatever. Boom. Haven't all wars been started by men? Mm. Yes. (laughs) I hope, I hope that in the coming weeks, there's six weeks to election. I hope nobody is put into that Supreme Court position, which is a lifelong position until beyond six weeks. And then, and then let's go to town. Let's fight. Let's, let's fight for who's next. Are you saying that you don't want to see a uh, a Supreme Court justice picked for that spot until there's another president uh, nomination, if you will? Yes. Okay. All right. Because that was Ruth's dying wish, according to her family. So let's Good. try and fulfill it, America. I have one thing semi-political that I will say. And We're that, already here. Let's do it. I know. My only wish is that... All of you go out there, pick up a ballot, and vote. Vote your posteriors off. Please go out and vote. I don't care. And I've said it once. I'll say it again. I don't care who you vote for. Just go out there. I want to see as many people involved or engaged as possible. Last week, we said beat 60. Now, outside of those goddamn clowns, (laughs) we have a lofty goal here, guys. All, All dozens of us that listen... We're going we're gonna to go to beat 60% engagement. I've had so many effing texts come in. People asking me, are you going to vote? Are you going to vote? And, and I just caved in today, Willie. I said, I, I responded to some random stranger who I don't know who it was, but I was like, yes. And they're like, great. Would you mind telling three of your friends? And I was like, no, I'm going to tell a hundred of my friends. Because I was afraid they were going to be like, what are those three friends numbers? And I was going to be like, fuck you. (laughs) I am looking forward to throwing on a set of headphones and just standing in line because I'm probably not going to vote from home because I don't know if it's going to work. And that scares me. So I'm going to go, God, you're standing in line. But it's but it but I'm going to throw it in there. (laughs) Okay, that's enough politics for the week. What do you have next? Speaking of staying at home. 
a lot of people in the last couple of weeks are going back to school. I feel genuinely bad for these children that have to go back to school under these conditions. Not because I think it's wrong. I think I, I think staying at home, doing school online is really important. But Scott, be, before I get into this post on Reddit, it's from our funny. How would you feel knowing that you could stay home going to school? I have a niece and nephew who are going through this right now. Hi, Dylan. Stop <laughs> um, listening. Go to bed. My niece is going full time and she loves going to school. My nephew is going part-time, and he hates school at home. And, you know, it's probably because he's used to playing, you know, playing on How old is he? 10. 10. So he's probably at that age where he really just wants to be at home or be at school checking out the girls. Yeah. If that's what he's into. Actually, he just turned 11. So happy birthday again. I only say that because I think his mom would be really mad at me if I didn't. But yeah, like I would feel bad sending my kid into unknown territory, but I don't have children, so I can't really tell you. I I get the fact that you've, you know, you've been stuck with them inside all summer long and you kind of just want a little bit of a brief respite. You know, I understand that, too. How do you feel about it? Well, so uh, it it leads me into this first post that I have, which says a picture of my brother in in gym class today and it's a photo of him sitting on his couch doing the little arm swingies like the little like half bird arm swings little flappy bird yeah yeah he's wearing sweatpants his laptop is on his his lap he has wireless headphones on and a fucking bag of cheetos on his stomach in gym class and it's like the most sad and depressing moment because like you know that there's like half the audience of kids that are going to school during gym class that are like, fuck this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And, and I, I just, I bet, I 100% bet that for a lot of American students, that gym class was, might've been the only physical activity that they get during the day. Totally. And, and now they don't even have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Their cyber bullies can stalk them anywhere. Sadly. That's terrifying I, I to also, think about. Jesus. I also think that part of this changes the older that you get. I would say all the way through maybe ninth and 10th grade, when I was growing up, 9, 10, 11, and 12 were all done in high school. And then I had uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth in middle school, and then kindergarten through fourth in elementary school. I know a lot of districts mix that up, different countries mix that up even more, but that's that's how I grew up. So for me, there were four years where you felt like you were like you were the king of the school. Okay. I'm just really proud that you remember to count going through all those grades. I'm like you, Scott. I, I remembered my math class. <laughs> but I think in like the, the latter years of class, so like seventh and eighth grade, I would have been totally fine staying at home. Uh, 11th and 12th grade, totally fine staying at home. Like, let me sleep in. Get the fuck away from you guys. I don't really care. But I think in those early years, when you're setting up those relationships and those friend groups, it would be so challenging. Like, how are these kids making new friends? Yeah, that's that's a huge issue. The social construct that we create in the younger years is probably well, we won't find out the lasting effects for for maybe a decade for these, mm-hmm. you know, these COVID kids unfortunately, but it's going to be hard to replace. So I, I have a really quick proposition of how I would change the online school dynamic. You ready for this? Go ahead, Secretary of Education Willie. <laughs> 
This idea is better than anything fucking Betsy DeVos ever did. Sorry. We're gonna, we said we weren't going to talk about politics. I would allow the class to exist in Zoom. And then, as a school, I would set up grade-specific discords. Discord, if you're unfamiliar, is an application that allows you to do chat, send memes, text, audio, video, uh, link to websites, play games together. It's a huge application to just, like, join communities together. But I would allow for grade-specific ones that have both monitoring and unmonitored sessions and have set up specific lunch times where people can go into Discord while they're eating lunch and maybe they play games together. Maybe they get into a chat and you can have 30 people talking at once. It's going to be loud and annoying and you could be like, hey, Johnny, I heard you over there. Let's me and Quan jump down into this room and now we can chat away from everybody. But you have that space to have a digital place to discover yourself and discover your friends. Oh, that's that's really interesting. That's not a bad idea. I mean, the argument could be made that, you know, like you you have to pick Zoom for the entire education, I guess, of your state or your county. Like, how do you pick that company? How do you pick Discord over Slack, for example? But Discord is free. Oh, Slack costs money? Yeah. So would you say that Slack has more money? Uh, they're going to ask you for more money and you we know the schools don't get any money. Today's episode is brought to you by Slack. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, Slack is a great resource for your kids who are going to school who really want to create that business. I mean, that that educational opportunities, building rapport with their uh, with their brethren. Hey, we'll work on it. We're working on it by Wayfair. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. I got I got one thing that we should probably go out on. And it's a it's a funny, funny, funny thing, Willie. Uh It's it's all about the maymays. Maymay me, daddy. So, as we have spoke about before, I am bringing it back. This is a throwback, a callback, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to throw it. Don't call this it a comeback. is about a little game that I know you're interested in and that I know that I've never played. But have you heard of the game Among Us? Oh my god, yes. I fucking love... I've never played the game, but I love watching people play this game. All right, I just sent you the link because basically this sums up Reddit this past week. This dude's saying, like, having never played the game Among Us, but still upvoting everybody's memes. And <laughs> this, it's a picture. This defines me. It's a picture of the little character from the game, and it says imposter above it because that's what the game's all about finding out who this imposter is. But I think Reddit just saw the meme economy. Saw that this was trending and it's like, all right, I'm just going to throw whatever I could. I've seen it in almost every single category this week, Willie. <laughs> Picks. Oh my God. So prequel memes, like, you know, dank memes, like, you know, when it leaves the meme sphere or at yeah. least the sub, the meme subreddit sphere, that it is super trending. So that's my <laughs> meme of the week. Meme of the week. I know a lot about this game and I know a lot about its upbringing, why it's popular, and the whole thing. What do you know? And then I'm going to fill the rest of the audience in on any of the gaps. As with any good video game, I will go and watch a little bit of footage. I've seen the the major gamers, the big ones, the giants play, and it, it looks very basic. looks like a little party game, but it looks like it's a lot of fun. It, it, it very much is a party game. This game came out years ago. On Steam, it had roughly eight players a week. Hold up, hold up. This is an old-ass game. 
It was oh, made by three people. One, uh, two developers, one of which has design skills and one designer. That was it. Three people uploaded the game. They slowly made it for iOS, and it was just found recently by a streamer who said, let's play this game. And they were big enough to where it exploded. Wow. This developer group didn't have the bandwidth to get enough people into the game because it has hundreds of thousands of players a day and they didn't have the bandwidth, the servers, to be able to run all of these. So big streamers would be hitting refresh to try and get into a group for like 20 minutes. I, I suppose that was a problem for them. <laughs> yeah, it was a problem. But they don't care because the game is so fun. So the way the game works, now that we've gotten off that tangent, is you have like up to 10 players. You can set parameters to say how many people you want to be imposter. Most people will do two. Nobody knows that you're imposters. As an imposter, your job over the rounds is to kill everybody until there's an equal amount of people left as you. If you're a crew member, your job is to do tasks. Tasks are really mundane. They're just like fun little stupid game things. Your job is to complete the tasks. If you if crew members complete the tasks and survive with more people, they win. If imposters kill everybody, they win. But the best part, the reason this game is so popular is because if a dead body is found or if you go to the middle of the map and you hit this emergency button, it calls a meeting. And that's when you get all of these really loud boisterous opinions together to scream at everybody about you're a goddamn imposter and you killed so-and-so where were you what did you do on your fifth birthday when you were at home at 6 p.m this is the type of arguments people have <laughs> this sounds like space clue and it's just people yelling at each other most people when they go into this game when they're going to when they're going to play it the first time have to set ground rules and say i don't hate you i respect you you're my friend <laughs> I love you. When we're done playing this game, please don't murder me. Man, it sounds like the the U.S. Senate could really use that tactic. <laughs> just Let's just get them all to play this game. Oh, but seriously, though, Mitch McConnell's an imposter. Fuck you, Mitch. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. As always, we want to hear from you, from how you pronounce the word GIF, if you say GIF, you're wrong, to uh, how you're going to go vote this November. If you want to get a hold of us, Feel free to email us, sub for that podcast at gmail.com. Where else can they follow us, Scott? You can find us on our Insta at sub for that. You can find us on our Twitter at sub for that. And I suppose if you want to follow us personally on Twitter, you can follow me at Scott Garola and me at WildMN293. And if you're lucky, you might just catch Willie playing Among Us on Twitch at That's Wild Man. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's Wayfair, whether it's TikTok, whether it's McDonald's, little boys with daddy issues, there's, there's a sub for that. that. There's a sub for that. There's a sub for that.